Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. It's Thursday and you know what that means. It's AEW Dynamite Review Day. And of course, without my special counsel, my right-hand man, right-hand Robinson, uh dave robinson is back to assist dave how are you yeah i'm really good man really good enjoy dynamite and enjoying this weather we're getting as well yeah we're in different parts of the country so i I can't i can't share your uh enthusiasm about the weather um to be fair yesterday was nice i mean i so for those of you that haven't watched the last couple of days i'm in cornwall at my family house the family home yeah in cornwall normally i'm in essex living in my home um, but I live at the moment. I'm in Cornwall, um, and it was nice yesterday. Today's turning a bit, and I think we've got a few good days of rain coming. So I can't share oh, your yes. excitement. No. It's glorious here in the Midlands. Well, look at that glorious. We've got it? no beaches, but we've got plenty <laughs> of beaches, but not the weather for it. Um, so there's two things I want to say. First thing, uh, uh, the apologies if I do. Uh, cough and splatter through this. Uh, I'm still suffering from an infection. Uh, stronger medication is on the way, people. Um, so hopefully it hasn't prevented me so far. So hopefully it won't prevent me from continuing. If I need to tag Dave in to continue, he will, no problem. Uh, and the second apology is to one of our uh, dedicated listeners who watches this uh, Dynamite review every week. Um, now, last week I gave away a spoiler as to a result on Rampage, uh, mo- most notably uh, Soraya uh, winning her match to qualify for the four-way at All In. Uh, I said I wasn't going to give it away, then I did. One of our listeners just said, look, he watches Rampage on a Saturday. He loves our review on a Thursday or a Friday, depending on when it goes out. And then he watches Rampage on a Saturday. So we technically stole, or I stole, not Dave. Dave had nothing to do with it. I stole his, you know, thunder, or not his thunder, but I basically ruined, kind of ruined the show for him a little bit. So apologies for that. We will not do any Rampage spoilers uh, going forward. So that is it. That was So thank you. And obviously, great feedback. We love the we love the positives and negatives because we take the negatives and we bring them forward to try and change to make a better show. So thank you for bringing that to the attention of us. We will ensure no more spoilers. Um, before we get to Dynamite, we always do news. Um, and as I said to you before you we went on fair day, then it's not going to surprise you who we're going to be talking about in the news. Um, you, Parker, and, and Gary started to cover it off on Collision a little bit. Um, CM Punk and uh, done a promo on Adam Page. Um, and that has led to a flurry or an influx of other stories. Now, when we say on this show, take things with a pinch of salt, this hangman punk is a prime example. Because the next day, you had Hangman Page showed up at Collision and was kicked out of the building. The day after, you had Hangman Page was, oh, he was never going to go there. The, just the location, the change, that was always going to be the plan. I think he was cutting the promo that he cut on Dynamite, which we'll get to. Um, and then they had another day, the CM Punk text Hangman Page um, apologising because he didn't like, he kind of knew, he said he kind of knew when he was doing the promo that it wasn't, going the way that he wanted it to go. It was meant as a joke. He's gone a bit uh, of a, uh, uh, took it a bit more seriously than a joke, uh, basically. Uh, and going off that, we then heard of a confrontation, not on Saturday, but I think it happened on Punk's return with Ryan Nemeth, something to do with Ryan Nemeth, uh, which is Dolph Ziggler's brother. Um, something to do with him calling PNC and Punk on the tweet, softest man in pro wrestling. And it, that kicked off from there. We've also then heard Matt Hardy and the head of talent relations, Christopher Daniels, were both excluded from previous collision show. Again, not the Saturday, not this Saturday's collision, but previous shows that they were booked on. Ryan Nemeth was due to come in on Saturday for this uh, Saturday collision just gone, was flying home. Um, first off, Dave, I think this kind of proves what we've already said. You always take from a pinch of salt. Yes, there's probably elements of truth to what, everyone, what everyone's saying. But you take things with a pinch of salt. But what what is Punk doing here? Is he 
He's he trying to make sort of collision drama free? So any wrestler that's booked on collision, he's saying, I don't want him there. I don't want him there. I don't want him there because it's cool, it's going to cause beef. Or is it kind of AEW management shredding on eggshells a little bit, not wanting to annoy Punk? Yeah, sorry for a long wind. Sorry, right? just before you say, sorry for a long winded question. <laughs> no, it's fine. I think I think if we're trying to look at this positively and think why. Why would Punk be doing this? Why has he got this kind of influence? You'd like to think that he's trying to cultivate the best possible environment for Collision to be the best show as possible. And yeah. if there's guys kind of uh, associated with the stuff that what happened previously or even close with the elite, um, it's perhaps best for everybody if they they don't kind of spend too much time together at the same show at Collision. So I suppose that's me trying to um, give him the benefit of the doubt. The bigger thing for me here, and what I'm concerned of concerned about as a fan, is how much wrestlers who are active on the roster, how much control they've got. Because yeah. it's not just Punk. You've got Dax. You've got Brian Danielson. You've got Jericho, who are all kind of on the show, and you would think they would want the best thing for the company. Um, but ego is such a big thing in wrestling. Um, successful wrestlers have to have an ego to be the success that they are. Um, so that is alarm bells for me, to be honest. There's, on one hand, I'm thinking these are great guys to be on the team in terms of creative and you know ideas and producing the show. There's a lot of experience, but they there can be an agenda as well with that. So really, really difficult one for Tony Khan to navigate. Um, yeah. obviously more and more of these stories have come out and as you say although not necessarily all true there's obviously something happened there's something clearly going on um, which centres around predominantly CM Punk not wanting certain people at collision and he, he seems to have that kind of power which I'm not so sure that's a good thing um, I'm all for an advocate using wrestlers to um, improve the product and then particularly you know guys that have retired but when it's active roster um, members of the roster particularly one who's holding the what's called the real world title as well hmm. um yeah i don't like the i don't like the sound of it i wish that that wasn't i wish that wasn't a situation to be honest yeah i i do again look, i just like like you said i want the best for aw and, and I, yeah. I didn't like hearing a lot of the stories um, again, as we say, stories are stories. They seem to take on legs of their own. The other story was that um, Punk was actually wanting Adam Page there because he wanted to try and chat to Page, which is kind yeah. of a story that I'd like to go with because that would be beneficial for AEW. Well, also as well in terms of his comments after Collision, uh, it was reported that he was trying to, because I haven't actually watched it or heard it. You know, I've oh, read a transcript of it. Mm -hmm. And um, there's certainly an opinion from some that Punk was attempting to be funny and it didn't really get down as he expected and he tried to backpedal a little bit. And uh, apparently he actually text Hangman the next day to apologise for it. Yeah. Um, he told the other stuff, I suppose, the stuff with Ryan Nemeth and, uh, and others, you know, Christopher Daniels is head of talent relations. Yeah. So for no, an wrestler to be telling the head of talent relations that he can't be there yeah. um, isn't ideal. But at the same time, if it was a, because Christopher Daniels was somebody that was involved with the all out stuff afterwards, whether that was just separating it or, yeah. you know, a witness to what happened. So maybe it was just like, yeah, let's not muddy the waters and let's just keep everything separate. But if he's head of talent relations, you know, he can't really should be there, shouldn't he? Really, exactly. He's yeah. somebody that should be there, and he just, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's not great stuff to talk about, but no. it's happening, it's out there, and I suppose we've got an obligation to. Um, but my overall hope is that whatever's happening, it's just it's for the good of the company, or even if it doesn't look good and it ha it, it is actually detrimental that that wasn't the intention. Yeah, exactly. And as, as I said before, we're the best for AW. Let's just hope that it is for the better of the company uh, going forward. Anyway, let, let's let's not talk about that. Bit of news that come out today. Now it's not AEW related yet. Um, Edge. 
All right, Dave, you want to take over? I'm just going to go. <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling you were going to talk about this. Yes. You're a big fan um, of the rated R superstar. You know, I mean, I've got edge toes. You can't probably can't. Yeah, you can see the kind of the brood one there. I can't yeah. do the rated R one because there's too much hair on my back for you to see it. Um, but anyway, it's a spit you out of your drink. Um, the news is that Edge has come out and said that this Friday's match on SmackDown is his last contractual match with WWE, effectively being he's a free agent. So he could walk out on Friday and he could, he could for all intensive purposes. And realistically, he's not going to chart on Dynamite on Wednesday, but he he could, is the argument to say. Now, there's always been this thing about Edge wanting to do a thing with Christian. He's good friends with FTR. FTR want to do a match with him and Christian. It, obviously, I'm a big fan of WWE, as you know, and you know I'm a big fan of AEW. So I, I, I'm the, I'm kind of like a rose between two thorns in a lot of occasions, but because I'm down the middle with this, I want to see that match. So I I want to see Edge jump, uh, even if it's just for one match. Do you think this is a possibility, or are WWE literally going to be sitting him down on Friday and going, right, if you don't want to retire? Yeah, what, what do you reckon? What, what's your what's your gut saying on this? Yeah, to be honest, if it wasn't for the fact that Christian and FTR, you know, are such good friends of Edge, and they mm. must have had these conversations. Yeah. yeah, they're probably in a WhatsApp group chat. Yeah, and they, we are. <laughs> they, yeah, they've kind of fantasy booked that match for for years, probably. So it's got to be something that Edge um, would want desperately before he ends his career. Now. Is that likely to happen in WWE? Well, it's not. FTR have signed a long-term deal now, and they've said that that will be their last one, and and they're kind of done after that. That could change. Um, but it would be very, very unlikely for that to even become a possibility in the next couple of years in WWE. Yeah. And Edge, he's in great condition, and you know his schedule is obviously pretty light. He, he, hasn't, he doesn't have too many yeah. matches. I would... No. I would say even though he's 100% cleared to wrestle, that it's, it's something that, you know, they wanted to keep that. Especially like Asian keepers and attraction. Like isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think he's got a few matches in him yet. Uh, I don't look at Edge and think, you know, he should really retire, um, whereas I do with some others. Um, and I also don't think the match with Sheamus um, is is the way that he will necessarily go out. Um yeah. I know there's a story there and, you know, they they obviously go back a long way and it's a match that may, will mean a lot to them. But I don't think that's his retirement match or his farewell match as such. Uh, it's really interesting, this one, um, mm. particularly with All In and All Out and Arthur Ashe coming up. So, you know, let's not to get too carried away because that, that's right. what AEW fans will be doing. Oh, they've already started. Adam yeah. It's all elite and all of this stuff's already... Jay, they, they had Jay. They were saying that about Jay. So yeah, going to happen. Even Drew McIntyre jumped on the bandwagon yeah. before they even knew the contractual situation. And look, that's just the internet. It's not everybody. It's just the internet fans jumping on I, it. <laughs> I seriously think that tag match is a possibility. I couldn't. I can't see it happening in the next few weeks or months. No. Um, but perhaps six months down the line, um, I, I could definitely see that because they'd have to, some work to do with Christian as well and redirecting what he's doing. Uh, FTR are the champions ready and waiting and you know they may well be after ruling um, but even without the titles on the line that would be a match that everybody would want to see you know yeah. Edge and Christian such a, a legendary tag team from the Attitude Era um, and they they haven't really had that one last run have they you know no. to, they had that moment at the Royal Rumble when they embraced um, but I don't think that really satisfied them or the fans, I suppose. Um, one last Edge and Christian match or one last Edge and Christian run would be something not only the audience want, I'm pretty sure Edge and Christian would want. So, yeah, yeah, really, really interesting, that piece of news. It is because he doesn't have a 90-day no-compete. Mm. So it would just be end of contract. As I said, effectively, he won. Yeah, the chances of him appearing on Dynamite or All In or... It, the, the thing is, it remains a possibility. I think he's such a... He's a, always a WWE guy through and through. Yeah. And I think he he's kind of loyal to them, so he wouldn't want to do anything that would burn no. bridges or upset anybody or, um, 
I, I don't think the WWE, well, there's not many people in the WWE that would begrudge him that, that match, I suppose. No. So there may be some kind of agreement, some kind of arrangement that he can go off and potentially do that match, but he still goes and finishes his career in the WWE. Really, really not sure. I mean, you're you're the edgehead or the biggest edgehead <laughs> of, of us, or the three of us. What what do you think? What do you want to happen, and, and what perhaps do you think will happen? Um, what do I want? I, I want that match to happen. So effectively, I'm saying that I want Edge to go to AW. Um, yeah. I, I think he was close before. He was open about it being. He was close. He wanted to compete. There was issues at the time of WWE not allowing and Dax and 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 Dakash trained him. If you yep. watch the documentary, you'll know. Um, yeah, I, I want it to happen. So if that means Edge goes to AEW, then I'm all for it. Um, I've got a feeling WWE maybe putting him in uh, to a corner on Friday and having a, a more of a lengthier chat, shall we say, uh, about it. So. He's having I, that I, chat though, because Vince is not there at the minute, is he? He's recovering from his. Spine, he's yeah. finally growing a spine. Um, <laughs> wow, uh, um, no, I don't know. I mean, Hunter will be there, I'm sure. Bruce Pritchard, I'm, I, you know, the, well, the Hunter's not even on the board now, so now this well, once the uh, E Endeavor closure of that deal with the UFC and WWE, he's not even on the board. Now, yeah, so I, I just can't imagine Edge at the age he's at in the career that he's has. I, I can't imagine anybody telling him that he not to do it or he can't do it or he shouldn't do it. I, I just think that he's earned the right to yes. if if he can if there's a possibility they can go and have that match, which would mean so much to him. And anybody who in wrestling knows how much that match would mean to Edge. Yeah. Um you like to think they'd kind of give their blessing. Um, but it's whether that would be like a one match deal one match or a short term thing. So to work towards that match and then he goes back to the WWE. Yeah, you could do um, I mean I mean, then you've got other matches there. I mean, you could they could have a match with the Bucks, they could have they could have another one with the Hardys, which probably wouldn't be nowhere near as the level they had previously, but it's How there. Old is edge match? He's 50 in October. So I I know that the spine issues are, are a big thing and, and the, the years that he, he missed it doesn't necessarily mean them he gets them on the back of his career, but but realistically, I would think that he if he wanted to, he'd have a few years left in him. If I'm he sure really, if that's what he wanted, I know he's got a young family at home as well, so that might factor into his decision of what comes next. Yeah. Um, as a fan of wrestling and not just an AWWE thing, but a fan of wrestling, I would love to see that match, uh, and not just that match. I'd just love to see another Edge and Christian match. Yeah. And it's it's just very unlikely that we're going to get that in the WWE. And at the same time, I, I think Edge and Christian, that the the people that they would want to face, aren't in WWE. Nope, they're not. So, so food for thought yeah. as we move into a week away, a week Saturday, Sunday from All In. Eight. Imagine Metalingus hitting a, a uh, All I in. don't want to because I would probably... Now, I, I, I will say we're going to get to something in a minute that happened on Dynamite that I massively popped for. Um, and it's quite quickly we're going to get to that. Um, so you probably know where I'm going with that. If and this if, if that did happen, I don't quite know what I would do. Um <laughs> to be quite honest. But anyway, it is food for thought. Um, we will probably know about it. We look, we've got a week to go. AEW have sold nearly 81,000 tickets. Now they've so they're getting closer to surpassing. I think it was WrestleMania 32. They're already at the biggest event in the in the UK for wrestling which is a massive fee, and the haters can say what the hell. I said this last week. Say what the hell they want. 80,000 people packing out Wembley, and that was only when they had two matches, I think, announced. They'd already sold 79 without a match even being on the card. So What, what people have got to remember is that is 80,000 wrestling fans. You know, yeah. that that's just... that That's... That's all that needs to be said, really. The, the tribalism, the AWWEs, there's going to be fans that much like me and you, we watch everything. We enjoy yeah. everything. You know, we, we criticize certain bits and there's something we'll probably criticize in this review, but yes. there's, um, there's going to be a lot of like-minded wrestling fans there that absolutely love, you know, 
both companies and, yeah. and what we see on a weekly basis. So it's going to be a massive celebration. And, and I'm really getting, I've already, I've been excited since it was announced, but I'm yeah. really getting excited now. Now it's yeah. kind of, we've been touching distance and, and the card's shaping up and, you know, we've got more matches announced this week. Yeah, uh, I really can't wait for next weekend. It's going to be an absolute blast. And it's a victory for wrestling as well. Absolutely. And it shows the fact that there is a massive market for it over here in the UK. The fact that, And listen, it's not going to just be UK fans there. We're going to have fans. Oh, yeah, I've heard people coming over from Australia. Yes. so People coming over from all of Europe. Um, yeah. it's, it's London such a central hub, isn't it, for so many? Yeah. Not Australia, but like for Europe, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a hub. So, yeah, um, yeah, there's going to be wrestling fans from all over. And I'm still convinced it will sell out by the time we get to it. Um, and if it doesn't, it won't be far off. Yeah, it won't be far off at all. Um, so massive congratulations for you. That. Anyway, we've waffled on and we haven't even got to Dynamite. But it happened this week, Dave. Dynamite kicks off with the man that kicks off the show always. Yep. Mr. Orange B, uh, Orange Cassidy, uh, kicks off Sheer Wheeler. I, we will get on to the aftermath of the match once we've discussed the match. Wheeler, you, for me, in this, was an app. He was so methodical. He was a target in the injured areas. He was, he was going to one, then the other, then back to this one. Again. I absolutely think Wheeler Yuga is a top-tier star in the making. He's he's getting there. But we've yeah. got the people around him that's going to, the Danielsons, the Moxies, the Castagnolis, that's going to get him there. This match was probably one of the best matches I've seen in a while as an opener. Yeah. Probably since I went to Epic Encounter at Rev Pro. Because it was just so methodical. It weren't, you didn't get a lot of comedy either from Cassidy. It was a lot no. more serious um, match that Orange did get the win. The combat club come out, but Orange still managed to get the win. Before we get into the aftermath, because that's the stuff I really want to get into, this match was absolutely superb, though. Yeah, and I think if this would have happened 18 months ago, even 12 months ago, there would have been more comedy elements. Yes. Um, but it's been such a well, well-played-out story. Um, mm. with you know how Orange, um, you know, trained Wheeler uh, and now like Wheeler continued his training at the BCC yeah. and it, that just gave a new element to his character and the way he wrestles. Um, the, yeah, it was almost like both of them knew that there was it was the, the comedy, the, the time for comedy has gone, yeah, and now it's just about who is the best, you know, um, given everything that Wheeler's learned. And everything that Orange has achieved on his title run and go one-on-one and who's the better man on, on the night. And this was just sensational. Absolutely loved it. Orange Cassidy, for me, um, is one of the acts I, I enjoy the most and I have done for a long time. I think the, the first time the first time I really noticed or realised how good he was was that triple threat match with Kenny and yeah. Pac. Um, yeah. But... Every single time he wrestles, I'm impressed. Um, he's he's just an awesome international champion. Um, and and I think at some point all of the injuries or, or you know the the, the kayfabe injuries will kind of take their toll, and it, it will be one match too much, and he'll lose. Yeah. And maybe that'll come up against Moxley. Um, I think that's what a lot of people are predicting. Uh, Orange faces Mox, maybe all out. Um, but this title run has been incredible and this match was awesome. And and with or without the international title, I'm happy for Orange to open Dynamite every Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, me too. Now, that, as I said before, that was just the half of what happened. So, obviously, as I said, the combat club was already out. They'd already tried to do uh, to put Orange off. Orange got uh, like a roll. No, it wasn't a roll. It was like a sit down when it legs over. Yeah, um, uh, win, and uh, then they started cut, and then they just come in and they started beating the hell out of him. Best friends, Trent. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Sorry, Chuck Taylor. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent come out. BC sitting now. They were still selling from the park. The uh, I, I saw that match by the way. Brilliant parking lot yeah. match. Fantastic match uh, on on rampage. Um, they were still selling. So although the, the, it was even, it technically wasn't. But then, just, but you think we had, you thought that was it. Um, but no, <laughs> we had 
they've had i think it was Lu- was it lucha's first uh, yeah lucha brothers come out so now there's a big advantage over here for orange but they were getting beaten down and then it was my first pop kingston returns from g1 I went nuts. Nuts. No, I went nuts. I mean, they went crazy. I went mad. Kingston. Absolutely. Yeah, he comes in. He starts pummeling Claudio. Tries to get away. Moxley's kind of in two minds still. Anyway, they clear these guys out of the ring. So there's a 6-3 advantage to the best friends. uh, uh, Penta. uh, What's that? Phoenix. Phoenix. uh, Kingston. And then Kingston gets on the mic and I pop another two more times. Because he said, one, all in. Two, stadium stampede uh, all in when we go in a win. That is going to be barbaric uh, match uh, all in. Now, let let me get your thoughts on that first before I ask you the second question. I absolutely love this. I loved it. And... And we're going to get a number of multi-man matches on the card because they're going to want as many people or many wrestlers to perform and, and to be on that card as possible. And why wouldn't you? Like, we can't, I don't think. Uh, it's difficult to criticise them for wanting that. There's not going to be seven or eight singles matches. It's a celebration of wrestling. And we want the multi-man matches. We want the uh, the trios matches. And we definitely, definitely wanted a stadium stampede. Um, <laughs> six on six as well. So that's more than usual. It's usually five on five, going back to the last couple of stadium stampede matches. But there's so much space in Wembley Stadium. That's like six singles matches yeah. occurring throughout the stadium somewhere. And they may um, use pre-tape bits as well to put on the screens. And there's a lot they can do with it. Um, every... Every one of these matches that has come before has has been brilliant. You know, the ones during COVID, um, like the Anarchy in the Arena match as well. They've all been good and they've they've all they've always been put together so well. Um, so I think we're really lucky to be getting one. I'm really happy that we are. I'm really happy uh, with the six men that are going to be facing the BCC. And all that remains to be seen now is who they recruit. Uh, to join them there's there's different names out there being touted and and i'll let you kind of uh discuss that in a bit if you like but um, i'll be fascinated as to to who joins them i'm going to give you my three go on then roosh santana ortiz yeah santana ortiz are, are two of mine um i think the other guy might be show uh umanov okay is the their he's kind of associated with them in New Japan. Gotcha. He's not part of the BCC as such, mm-hmm. um, but he was in a trios match with them at, at, at New Japan show recently. He's their like, he's their Jap- Jap- Japanese protege, if you like. Gotcha. gotcha. And so Wheeler's like the American protege, I suppose. Yes. So, yeah, I, I think perhaps Shota will, will get called up for it and, and that would make a lot of sense. But yeah, Santana and Ortiz, and that plays into the Eddie Kingston stuff as well so well. Yeah, um, it make a lot of sense. It, apparently, Santana is good to go. Um, he was yes. injured for a long time, but he's good to go now. So, what a match to come back to? I mean, obviously, yeah. he'll probably be up. They'll probably they will announce it next week. Who who the three are? Yeah, we're gonna have a bit of a to do next week. But what a match to? Uh... Well, they're um, you know, they've been in those type of matches before. They were in the first one yes. ever. You know, yeah. um, I think they've been in two. Uh, they definitely they were definitely in the first one. Anyway. There was a lot of blood and guts as well. Yeah. So these multi-man matches, they're you know they're experienced in that world as well. So they're AEW originals, um, and uh, alongside the best friends, you know, those are guys that they deserve to they deserve their spot on the card absolutely. And I'm never yeah. going to criticize them. Uh, Tony Khan, AEW, for as I say, trying to get as many wrestlers on the show as as we can. Um, they've done a pretty good job. I know there's been a lot of criticism about the build, and yes, perhaps we could have had a bit more, a bit sooner. And it does feel slightly rushed now at times. Um, but they are juggling a lot of, <laughs> spinning a lot of plates. Um, we've all out and and everything else that goes on in running a big company. And that's not making excuses for them. No. That's just the reality of it. Um, yeah, there are ways they could have improved it, but I think this card is 
he's looking so strong. It is. And there's there's going to be more matches to be announced as well. Um, there's going to be at least another couple. I mean, Punk hasn't given Joey's answer yet, which was the whole point of collision last week. Yeah. So we've only got one women's match, which which is a bit of a shame. And I'm sure Chris Statlander will be defending her TBS title. I'd be very surprised if she's not. Um, also, like given the amount of criticism around the women's match as well, to only have one women's match and it's a fatal four way, I think that would be a bit poor. So I, I'd like, I would like that second women's match at least to be announced. Um, Perhaps one for zero hour. Or yeah, I think the one. I think, I, I think the TBS title should be on the main card. Um, oh yeah, I was maybe talking about like a Willow match or something like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I, I would love to be honest. My choice would be Willow against Statlander for the title. That that would be my my match of choice because I think Willow's got such. Well, they both have. They've got such a great connection with the audience. Uh, Willow's an absolute star. So so is Statlander, and obviously Willow won the uh, Owen Hart tournament as well. Yes. Um, yes. So I, I really think she's got a justified, valid claim to to push on and and challenge for the title. Um, but that's yeah, segueing a little bit. But yeah, in terms of the match that Kingston announced, loved it. Crowd loved it. I think all wrestling fans and I, even if you weren't an AEW fan and you just go into that show. Um, because you're a wrestling fan and you want to see what it's all about. So see a, st- a, a stadium stampede match is like no other match you've ever seen. So exactly. all positive from me. Yeah, I'm very much... you got to remember the um, work that uh, Best Friends done during the pandemic. Yeah. They were like every week. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really. a huge fan of Trent and um, I'd like to think that Trent will have a, a singles run at some point. Um, that's not to say I'm not a fan of Chuck Taylor, but I think particularly Trent always has these really, really strong matches, whether he's in a tag, a trip, uh, a trios or singles. Um, but yeah, like you say, they, they've been there for so long, did so much for the company, and they deserve this spot on the card. Just as a side note, they taped Ring of Honor last night. Um, yeah. And I think there was, they normally tape Ring of Honor and Collision. Uh, I think, judging by the matches on that card, I can see why they didn't <laughs> take it. Yeah. Cabana was on there. Nemeth was on there. Christopher Daniels takes on Zach Zaber Jr. Okay. Yeah, I think Zach Zaber Jr. has been doing quite a lot in Ring of Honor. He's also going to be at Ref Pro next weekend. Uh, yeah. I think he's going against Rick, uh, the young bro, yeah, the half brother Page. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, okay. So that'd be a great match. Uh, Ricky Knight Jr. Uh, yeah, it is. Ricky Knight Jr. versus Zach Zaber Jr. Anyway. Let, let's yeah, I think Zach Sabre Jr. is another name that's been rumoured to be part of the Blackpool Combat Club's team. Oh, really? um, yeah, I've, I've heard that one as well. So there's yeah. a, there, Obviously, there's a lot of speculation. Um, but I think the Santana and Ortiz one, that could be... That's a lock near enough, isn't it, them two? Yeah, I'd like to think so, yeah. Me too. I, I, I can't wait for that. It's gonna. I hope we get some action near. Our, we're, we're sitting quite. We bought tickets separately, and we're sitting relatively close to one another. Yeah. Uh, so I, I deliberated over whether I should have got um, like seats in the first pitch rather yeah. than like on the flat. Yeah. You know, you know floor seats. Um, so now with the announcement of this match, I'm glad I've got the floor seat. Yeah, me too. I'm sure there'll be something going on not far away. There'll be definitely something going on. Um, we They cut to another point, which was Kenny Omega. Um, he was sitting down with Jim Ross. I've, Jim Ross, I love that guy, but he's looking, you know, he's he's not looking his best, is he? Um, and uh, we love that, Jim Ross. He's such a great announcer. Uh, anyway, he was talking to Kenny. Um, Kenny wants to move on from the past. I mean, he was talking about how Don Callis was technically his uncle and he was all of this stuff when he was there and he was always around and he basically wouldn't let him make do things um <clears throat> then Don Callis come in and effectively uh Tageshida Jay White and Juice Robinson beat the crap out of basically Kenny Omega and he sent him to the hospital obviously this is going to set up something which we're going to talk about in a minute but that bit alone, I was even at that point. I'm like, this is going to be brilliant. I know exactly. I, I knew where it was going, and yeah. I knew who the other two that we're talking about in a minute are. That's going to be another bar burner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And um, I wish this would have been explained a little bit better in terms of maybe some just, even just Callis saying that yeah. he's paid them off because of what they said last week on Collision. 
mm. um, you know, in reference to the elite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I cannot criticize at all the match that we're going to get off the back of it. It's going to be awesome. Jay and Juice teaming with Takeshita against Kenny, Kota Ibushi and Hangman Page. That's yes. just, that's just a main event level match, isn't it? And it is. um, this, what, what's the name they're calling the golden, oh, the golden hung men or something like that. <laughs> that combined like hangman and the golden lovers. Oh, oh my God. That's yeah. it. Now, now, just side note in this, if you haven't watched my NWA review with Fiona yesterday, you were talking about the golden hung men. There was this character that comes on called Daz the Gimp. And his finisher is called the gag, the gag's reflex. <laughs> Wrestling. Wrestling in 2023, ladies and gentlemen. The, anyway, um, so as, as Dave said, uh, Hangman was outside the hospital. He makes a challenge. The Golden Hungmen uh, against Takeshida, which I'm getting better at saying that name, by the way, uh, yeah. and, and, and Bullet Club Gold. Um, it's going to be great. But that wasn't the last we saw of Don Callis. Um, the next thing, he's in the ring. He's got on this another picture uh, in, in the corner, uh, and he welcomes Chris Jericho to the ring to give Chris Jericho to give his answer. And Chris Jericho said yes, that he was going to join. He was like, I don't make groups, I form them. And so my answer is yes. And Don Callis was like, what? What do you mean, yes? Yes, and he was getting all excited and they were going to leave. And Chris was like, no, I want to see the picture, I want to see the picture. They took the picture off. And this was like a very Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho thing when he had the, the list. Um, it was a picture of Don Callis holding up Chris Jericho's head. Um, and after all of that, uh, when Takeshida comes out, uh, charges in from behind, and then Osprey hits the ring and annihilates Jericho, busts him open, they hit him with the pitcher. Not a lot of glass w- went with that, the hit, but yeah. he was already cut. Um, so we're getting Osprey, and obviously later on in the show, Jericho challenged Osprey for the match at All In. Now, what I, because we were we were talking before, when I've been disappointed and stuff like that, but the reason why now I get it, the Osprey Omega feud is technically New Japan. Yeah. It's forbidden. So it really isn't AEW. It's not an AEW feud. Yeah. So we have to take that into consideration, although it's a disappointing thing. We are still getting Jericho. We are getting Osprey. And I think, like, even though Jericho, Jericho had one of his best matches the other week. We were talking about it. It was probably one of Jericho. I can't remember who it was against. But it's one of his better matches. And I think for someone, if you can, if you need somebody to get Jericho or to pull Jericho into a great match, that there's no one better than the Billy Goat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of knew this was coming. We spoke about it the other week and there was that initial disappointment. But as you quite rightly say about New Japan, they will have had a big say in that match you know and it's a rubber match and it's it's going to be a huge it's a big money match for new japan mm. and for aw to have that um yeah that that probably isn't right is it no. um so osprey being on the show is amazing you know that that's absolutely because it was by no mean a guarantee it was just something that we hoped because he's not full time in aw um when you think about it you think about all the Jericho matches over the years, um, the, all the big events he's been at. You think about all of the wrestling fans that know Chris Jericho as a household name. Um, you can probably see the thinking in going with this one-on-one match. There's going to be criticism for him because it's not going to be the match that the people wanted to see the Kenny match. So then this isn't going to kind of yeah. satisfy them to that degree. Um but from a company-wise, uh, a company decision to have Jericho in one of these, like a, a marquee match, really, um, when there's still a couple of thousand tickets to sell, I think that's probably a pretty smart move, to be honest with you. And you're quite right. He had a good match a few weeks ago, and he has had good matches throughout his AEW tenure. Yeah. He's had good matches when he was, um, you know, prior to AEW starting as well. And, and on the big stage, I'm sure he's more than capable of giving us another one. Uh, we know what we're going to get from Osprey. 
Um, so you'd like to think that Jericho won't have to work too hard to, yeah. uh, to to get that fantastic match that we're hoping for. So yeah, after initially a couple of weeks ago, feeling a little bit disappointed, the more time's gone on and the more that were that the way they set this up as well, I was like, actually, I'm 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 quite into it now. I'm I'm quite interested in seeing that match. We have to remember we wouldn't have got Fozzie Judas without Omega because the whole point of it we was. The whole start of the Judas is Omega, 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 Omega. So back to New Japan. And to get that entrance as well in in Wembley with 80,000 singing that theme (laughs) with Jericho. As I I don't really know how they're going to position this because Jericho, you would say he was leaning into being a face now. Yeah. Even though he he was going to side with Don Callis, who was a definite heel. But then Osprey acting as a heel and getting booed, but in the UK he's not going to get booed. So it's it's strange here who's going to boo and who's going to cheer. But I'm pretty sure AEW have kind of looked at this show and they've kind of thrown that out the window. Not just with this match, just in general, people will cheer and boo for we whoever want. the hell they want. We do. And obviously, all the UK talent on the show, you know, Soraya, she's a heel. She's going to get cheered as well. And and you know, there's going to be a huge clamour for her to to win the title, isn't there, from the UK fan base? So yeah, if you if you don't kind of overcomplicate it in your own head too much and think about it, and you just look at this as as another strong, solid match, reaching the you could argue Will Ospreay is the best in the world right now. Um, and you could definitely say that Chris Jericho is one of the best full time. So, yeah, yes, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. And, and happy birthday, Soraya, by the way, if you watch, I don't know if you watch, but it's your birthday. So. Happy pizza with your mayonnaise. Don't worry, listen to Dustin Rhodes. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He did respond to us earlier. Anyway, let's move swiftly. Um, they cut to the back again. Jack Perry was talking about retiring the FTW Championship next week. I don't think we know. We know what's going to happen next week. We but probably Hook will yeah. be back uh, next week, and that may get announced. But all in or all out. Um, now, <laughs> the next match again. Uh, I, 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 again, I big pop at the end, and you're going to know why. It was Darby Allen and Nick Way um, against the Gates of Agony. Basically, Swerve's group. Um, Really good tag match. Loved it. It was really weird. It was a contrast of styles, but it worked as a tag. Really good tag. Swerve was there with um, Ahar Fox there on the outside of the ring. Um, Darby in that pit. I want to run through the match quickly because I want to talk about the the aftermath, which was just... There was no Prince Nana at this stage of proceedings. (laughs) Um, Anyway, Darby uh, and Nick pick up the win and as Swerve and Fox... Are going toward the ring on the uh, on the screen. There's Sting, but it isn't any old Sting, was it, Dave? No, it, it was gone. gone. It was the Joker, a Sting of all Stings to pull out the bag. It was the Joker, and he was going on about this nine days, nine days, and he's he was like, "What's going on in nine days?" And he's shaking this guy, and it was Na- Nana. He was like, sir, it's 11 days. I was like, oh. And then he was like, showtime. And he was like, it's showtime, folks. And he's went, and it's just, <laughs> and he runs out of the building. He's going, oh, no, no. And he went, oh, my God. It was so funny. And so he started singing, na, 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 na. He turned na, na into na, 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 na. <laughs> oh, my God. It was unbelievably funny. He was, it, it was great to see that sting back. Um, it was Davey was just priceless, mate. Yeah, they, they, it was just there was there's a lot more comedy as well and stuff that I found funny in this show, but this was right up there. I think Prince Nana as well. You've got to kind of put your hat off to him as well yeah. because he's got such comedic timing, and it was the perfect it was the perfect little segment to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, glad to see the return of Joker Sting, and because obviously now. Sting is kind of looking, we, we talk about age, but Sting is definitely looking at, you know, the latter stages of his career. So yes. to allow him to kind of play the hits to a degree and, and pull out one of these, you know, because it was so, so, such a popular uh, character in Impact Wrestling as well at the time. You know, a lot of people were tuning on in to watch Impact to see Joker Sting uh, during that period. 
So to see it now on AEW is perfect, and and this was this was really really good. Absolutely, priceless. We go from one comedic segment to yet another one, uh, and this one involved MJF and Adam Cole. Surprise, surprise, wanting to get into shape and mentally ready to take on Aussie Open. So where do they go? The Outback Steakhouse, um, and they they were ordering some food, and it then turned into. MJF wanting to give them the kangaroo kick. Yeah. Uh, they Anyway, they start doing this thing out the back. They've got these crocodiles set up. Security guard walks past. They give him a double clothesline. And then they get called into the office and reprimanded by Tony Khan. Uh, this point says Tony Khan makes a presence felt. Basically rips him a new butthole. Um, MJF said Khan will regret this in 2024. Tony Khan was like, what? Like, Nothing, boss. Yeah, and uh, to, to sort of end that segment. And then then they show up pulling up uh, into the arena again. And then JF needs to use the toilet. Um, so we hear from after the break. We heard from after the break. They were teasing again, a little bit of tension in the ring. They're both going to do whatever it takes to win or retain the title. Aussie Open come in and attack and they fend them off. And Adam Cole's behind him. He's... Getting ready. We see this again later on in the show uh, with somebody else we'll talk about in a minute. Um, it's getting ready to do something. Can they just hug it out again? But another comedy segment where we know at one point the turn's coming. And obviously Roddy Strong is still around. He was still there. But another great segment, Dave. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the the silliness of it, to be honest, when they were, you know, when they had the Australian hats on. Uh, just just so good so good and and yet that that reaction as well that that cole got when he was lining up a super kick yeah you know they they got the absolute perfect reaction as to you know what they were looking to achieve didn't expect him to pull the trigger and do it but we're thinking that's coming at some point and interesting people seem to think that you know it's going to be cole that it turns on mjf and not the other way around and they were definitely kind of leading into to that as well we briefly saw roddy and the yeah. kingdom yeah. you know they're still going to have a role to play in this story i'm sure um whether they're aligned with mjf or whether they're aligned with adam cole you know it's i i, I don't really want to speculate too much because i like as i said i think i said on the over the collision review or the last dynamite review i, I want this to run for a, a while longer yet you yeah, know, I'm not kind of done with this. No. Uh, I know at some point it's got to come to an end and, you know, they've got to get the, what will be the third match, I suppose, um, after all in. Um, but I'd be quite happy seeing more of this stupidity every week for the yeah. foreseeable future. I will. I think the kingdom will cost them against Aussie Open. I think that's what's going to happen in the yeah zero hour. Um, but going forward, I have no idea. Anyway. The next match, jeez, where do we go with this? Okay, let's talk about the match first. There is a, a side note after this, which you kind of, you can let them off. If we didn't know the side bit, there'd be no letting this match off. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match between Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy comes out. He went to the ring. He looked like he was doing what he did on a WWE house show. He was walking off and going home. Uh, but he's walking yeah. off and going to a, another part of the arena. There's Jeff Jarrett. Uh, there's Satnam Singh, uh, Karen Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt. There's Isaiah Quinn, is it, from the... Uh... Brother Zay. Brother Zay, sorry. There's Ethan Page. It basically was never a one-on-one match. It was always a multi-person match. They fought into the crowd. They fought back into the ring. Um, Leatherface shows up. Um scaring Karen Jarrett away. Karen Jarrett got some red paint poured on her at some point during that match. Um, ultimately, Jeff Jarrett gets the win in probably one of the most ridiculous matches I've ever seen in my life. However, I'm not going to crap on it be- too much because they were given $100,000 uh, as a sponsorship for this particular match, and they've donated it to the Maori Food Bank, which is a lot of the proceeds of AEW's this show and Rampage is being given to the Maori food banks because of all the uh, wildfires going out there. So I'm going to give them a pass just because they're doing that. 
you could have had that match on Rampage technically, I think, but I'm not going to carry on with it because of this. The, what they've done with the sponsorship money alone is isn't more than enough to give them a pass for this match, Dave. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I think this when it was announced, we kind of raised our eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> what what are they going to pull up, come up with here? And we we saw these type of sponsorship matches in WWE with the zombies. Yeah, haven't we? Yeah, um, I'm never a fan of them. To be totally honest, I, I no. don't. I know I like the stupidity and I do like um, levity, um, but I'm never a massive fan of, of stuff like that. In saying that, I was intrigued as to what they were going to do, yeah. and I think what they were shooting for was a type of like, you know, you go there's Passage del Terror in Blackpool, or you know, these horror walkthroughs. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they were kind of going for. But it was just too dark, you know, and you just couldn't see what was going on. Yeah. I did hear a boring chant starting in the crowd, which yes. never happens on an AW show. I've never, I've never ever heard boring no. chant. Um, but I think it was just because of the visibility as much as anything else that yeah. really didn't help it. Particularly, apparently, as I said to you before we started in the States, um, it went to picture in picture. And then they just get a small box in the corner of their screen and they can see even less than what we could see yeah. on a full screen. Exactly. Um, I don't, I don't think it started off too bad and the ending wasn't too bad. You know, the ending was similar to what you would expect to happen in this match, you know, with the use of tables. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a lot in it, as I say, that under normal circumstances, we wouldn't be able to excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but given the fact that it's going to such a good cause and such good charity and, and you know what, as well, AW has grown ex- exponentially as a company and sponsorship has played a huge part in that. So I yeah. don't want to kind of completely criticize, um, you know, how, and if this happened on an indie show on a very small scale, everybody would love it to a degree, yeah. you know, this kind of silliness. So I, yeah. as you say, I don't want to kind of crap on it too much. Yeah. Um, but it didn't work as well as it could have. And the visibility was the biggest issue. Yeah, or, exactly. I mean, the money they've raised fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and, and they're going to such a great cause as well. And look, We've seen lights out matches and, and stuff like that, like Mountain Dew light out matches that just were just the same kind of level as this. So we can't really criticize it too much. It it, it was just it was what it was. It happened, it's done. And the money yeah. You know I, I mean? spoke to Jeff Jarrett yesterday. Did believe you? it or not, over email. Yeah. Um, I just tried to I reached out to him to see if we'd had the chance to um speak to us on the show before all in. Um, and he was telling me about his schedule. And I, did, I, I said to him, I've really enjoyed your AEW run so far. And I have. I've I've loved it. I've loved um, uh, what's it, Sanjay Dutt. I think he's absolutely hilarious. I'm yeah. a massive fan of Jay Lethal as well. Um, you know, I, I, I really have loved the run. And Jeff Hardy always gets a massive reaction. I thought yeah, his face yeah. paint was so cool. That was brilliant. Really, yeah. Um, so I, I'm quite happy seeing those guys, whereas some people... You know, um, don't you know want to see more of the younger stars coming through and whatever? But I've got absolutely no problem with Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett featuring in AW in 2023. Um, yeah. But this um, this was definitely a, a miss rather than a hit in terms of the match itself. Yeah, well, let, let, let's move on uh, from that and uh, concentrate on the next Britt Baker uh, against the returning Bunny um, for the fourth and final spot in the women's match. Um, quite a quick match, um, wasn't too long. Uh, there's still some interference on the outside of the ring. Um, Britt picks up the win and goes on, which kind of expected really um, to happen. So it's now Britt versus Soraya versus Storm versus who's the fourth one? Dave, I'm sure you know. Britt, Soraya, Storm, and uh, uh, Sheeta with the champion, for yeah. God's sake. Um, should should still be a good match at all in, right? Yeah, I, I think it'll be a really good match. As I say, it's um, not just us, some some people have said about lazy booking in terms of like throwing together a four four way, but you know if if it was a four way, we had a four way for the men's world title a couple of pay per views ago with the four yeah. pillars. So it's not as if we never see a four a fatal four way for the world title. Um, no, it, it just it's kind of just felt a little bit of a well, we'll just do a bit of a tournament and that will be the women's match. I don't think it helped with um, uh, the injury to. Um, Jamie Hayer, Jamie Hayer, uh, yeah, they've had injuries to Pack as well. They've had injuries to Brian Danielson. So a, a lot of a lot of things that would have been changed uh, 
at fairly short notice. You know, yeah. I think there would have been a hope for a while as well that particularly with Danielson and um, well, all three of them for different reasons, but particularly with Danielson and and Hater, they'd be back for the show and they didn't expect Pack to come back and then obviously pick up an injury and he's ruled out as well. So, you know, that may may be part of it in terms of, you know, uh, going with Shida and going off in a different direction. Um, I think a lot, I think we're anticipating that uh, Soraya gets the win uh, and that would be yeah. a huge moment, uh, be an incredible moment. Um, by no means, by no means guaranteed, no. Um, but that would make a lot of sense for me and I think that would be a real feel-good moment as well. As long as she gives out dominoes after. Is that what she's promising? No, she was yeah. Yeah, just she, she's having this thing about she she tweeted at the weekend about how she loves mayonnaise on her pizza. On it, we're dipping the pizza in mayonnaise, basically. Okay, yeah, so that's what the thing with Dustin was about with me and yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so Haley, a family going to be there. We kind of think something's going on with Zach. He's actually he's a ref pro night before. Um, so Will Will's you know yeah. They've got to be very careful with this. I mean, that's a quick point. I mean, some of these guys are wrestling on a Saturday at Ref Pro. Um, they've been taking that quite easy, surely. I've never seen Osprey take it easy, to be honest. <laughs> I think Not he had nature. Yeah, he has, uh, by, by his own kind of admission scale, things back a little bit in recent, in recent yeah. times. Um, mm. But still, some of the moves he pulls off are just incredible. So. Yeah. I'm sure um, everybody that's going to the Ref Pro show on the Saturday night, uh, I don't think anybody's going to leave disappointed. That's that's going to be an incredible card as well. Oh, it is. It is. Um, a plane come out, done a little rap. It's going to get set for a match with a couple of uh, jobbers, basically. Lights go out. Here's the House of Black. They take them apart uh, and nick Billy Gunn's boots. I love Brody and he's barking. Reminds me of Rick yeah. Steiner. And the yeah. Crowd, yeah, ate it all up. Listen, uh, Malachi Black looks about 20 years. It'll be like you when you've had your shave and your haircut. You look a lot younger. Uh, he looked a lot younger with his... I know he's had it for a couple of weeks now, but he's obviously a bit less on his uh, face in terms of um, uh, facial hair. Um, they nick Billy Gunn's boots and they're gone. And then it gets to main event time. Where you've kind of got the old school best tag thing it was brothers, brothers against brothers, but you kind of got the old school best tag team, the Unbucks, with the new up and coming guns or the gun club or whatever you want, Bullet Club, Gold Guns, whatever, Bang Bang Guns. I don't know. Anyway, they had the main event match, and this was a great showcase of both times. I feel as if it was cut short. I think there may be some time constraints. Maybe some things went on a bit too long early on. Yeah, there was, there was a lot crammed into this dynamite. Mm, there there really was. was. A lot um, of storyline elements, a lot of matches and stuff like that. Um, it, was, it was so good, it's hard to criticise it, you know, to say, oh, there was too much good stuff on the show. Yeah. Like that, that seems really harsh criticism. Um, but I know sometimes when I've listened to Busted Open, they say sometimes it would be better for them to let um, the moments to just breathe a little uh, yeah. and just let them soak in. Um, there's like a frenetic pace, but I personally don't mind it. Um, I like to see as much as possible. You know, I'm not really an advocate for less is more when it comes to AEW. I just, you know, as many matches, as many spots, as many segments we can get yeah. in. I'm quite happy with that. Um, but yeah, maybe their entrance cut short because normally you get the young bucks entrance and that goes. Yeah, past. they come, they tap the guns in there straight away yeah. uh, from their entrance. Anyway, the the bucks pick up the win. Uh, that brought out Juice and Jay, uh, obviously from the Bully Club, together. And then after a little beat down, here comes Seven Star FTR, or Ten Star FTR, whatever you want to call them. FTR come out, they help the Bucks, they clear the ring. Then they look as if they're going for the Shatter Machine. Has to go for all in at Wembley, and they didn't do it. And that is how uh, Dynamite went off the air. Dave, for me, really solid Dynamite. Um, Yes, the chainsaw deathmatch kind of thing let it down a little bit. Like I said, we've given it a pass because of the the the, the thing, but it did hamper the score. I'm going to give it a 7.5 out of 10 this week. Uh, would have got close to a nine if that match wasn't there. I, again, we've let it off because of the, chari the charitable donation, but I can't let it off score-wise. Yeah, yeah. I'm an eight. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the main event. I like seeing mm. the House of Black appear on Dynamite as well, because they kind of said that yes. they were exclusively on Collision. So it was a yeah. bit of a surprise for me that they were there. 
Um, the thing, and I've mentioned this in recent weeks, and I'm I'm no expert, but I just think sometimes, particularly in tag matches, uh, they did it on the women's tag match last week on Collision. They just overcomplicate the finish a little bit, and if it doesn't, if it comes off, it looks great. But if it doesn't, like this one, it looked a little bit clumsy at the end. Mm. I think it's just a bit unnecessarily, and it's trying to protect the losing team. But sometimes yeah. I just want to see a finishing move and, and a pinfall, you know, um, uh, simple as that. Yeah. So I think this one, the one with with obviously Willow and Chris last the, the week before on Collision, it just happens a bit too much for my liking. Uh, in saying that, I absolutely love the match and I love the show and I'm going to go for an eight, eight out of ten for me. I totally, totally get the criticism. I'd like to actually hear from somebody, if anybody's watching, um, that was a fan of the, that match, you know, because I'm sure some wrestling fans, you know, would appreciate the fact that Leatherface appears in a wrestling yeah. match. <laughs> um, it, it's not for me. Um, and as I say, the production of it hampers the score because, as you say, I would be definitely on for a nine out, nine out of ten if um, if that match was replaced with something else. Yeah, me too. But nevertheless, it was a great dynamite. Great stuff moving on to All In. We're a week away. We're a collision, a dynamite, and a collision taping away from All In. Guys, this has been a very long-winded uh, AEW review. We had a lot to cover off. There's lots, so much to cover off. So we hope that you get through it okay. We hope you enjoy it. I managed to mute my mic every time I needed to. Dave carried on the conversation very, very well. So I thank Dave for, for his patience as well with me as I, as I keep going. But Dave, as it's dynamite, I'm not going to say nothing to end the show. I will actually, but you do the go. You do the go home. So take yeah. it away, Dave. No, I really enjoyed enjoying the show you had, and uh, thank you for soldiering through as well. Because <laughs> obviously, it's not much fun for you with the chest infection. So get well soon, bro. Thank but you. for now, I must bid you adieu. Goodbye, and good night. Thank. And stay safe and buckle down. Hey, everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast.